Canto First of the White Doe of Ryleston by William Wordsworth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From Bolton's old monastic tower, the bells ring loud with gladsome power. The sun is bright, the fields are gay with people in their best array of stole and doublet, hood and scarf along the banks of the crystal wharf through the vale retired and lowly trooping to that summons holy and up among the moorlands see what sprinklings of blithe company of lasses and of shepherd grooms that down the steep hills force their way like cattle through the budded brooms path or no path what care they and thus in joyous mood they hie to bolton's mouldering priory what would they there full fifty years that sumptuous pile with all its peers too harshly hath been doomed to taste the bitterness of wrong and waste its courts are ravaged but the tower is standing with a voice of power that ancient voice which wont to call to mass or some high festival and in the shattered fabric's heart remaineth one protected part a rural chapel neatly dressed in covert like a little nest and thither young and old repair this sabbath day for praise and prayer fast the churchyard fills anon look again and they are all gone the cluster round the porch and the folk who sat in the shade of the prior's oak and scarcely have they disappeared ere the prelusive hymn is heard with one consent the people rejoice filling the church with a lofty voice they sing a service which they feel for tis the sunrise now of zeal and faith and hope are in their prime in great eliza's golden time a moment ends the fervent din and all is hushed without and within for though the priest more tranquilly recites the holy liturgy the only voice which you can hear is the river murmuring near when soft the dusky trees between and down the path through the open green where is no living thing to be seen and through yon gateway where is found beneath the arch with ivy bound free entrance to the churchyard ground and right across the verdant sod towards the very house of god comes gliding in with lovely gleam comes gliding in serene and slow soft and silent as a dream a solitary doe white she is as lily of june and beauteous as the silver moon when out of sight the clouds are driven and she is left alone in heaven or like a ship some gentle day in sunshine sailing far away a glittering ship that hath the plain of ocean for her own domain lie silent in your graves ye dead lie quiet in your churchyard bed ye living tend your holy cares ye multitude pursue your prayers and blame not me if my heart and sight are occupied with one delight tis a work for sabbath hours if i with this bright creature go whether she be of forest bowers from the bowers of earth below or a spirit for one day given a gift of grace from purest heaven what harmonious pensive changes wait upon her as she ranges round and through this pile of state overthrown and desolate now a step or two her way is through space of open day 
where the enamoured sunny light brightens her that was so bright now doth a delicate shadow fall falls upon her like a breath from some lofty arch or wall as she passes underneath now some gloomy nook partakes of the glory that she makes high-ribbed vault of stone or cell with perfect cunning framed as well of stone and ivy and the spread of the elder's bushy head some jealous and forbidding cell that doth the living stars repel and where no flower hath leave to dwell the presence of this wandering doe fills many a damp obscure recess with lustre of a saintly show and reappearing she no less to the open day gives blessedness but say among these holy places which thus assiduously she paces come she with a votary's task bright to perform or boon to ask fair pilgrim harbour she a sense of sorrow or of reverence can she be grieved for choir or shrine crushed as if by wrath divine for what survives of house where god was worshipped or where man abode for old magnificence undone or for the gentler work begun by nature softening and concealing and busy with a hand of healing the altar whence the cross was rent now rich with mossy ornaments the dormitory's length laid bare where the wild rose blossoms fair and sapling ash whose place of birth is that lordly chamber's hearth she sees a warrior carved in stone among the thick weeds stretched alone a warrior with his shield of pride cleaving humbly to his side and hands in resignation pressed palm to palm on his tranquil breast methinks she passeth by the sight as a common creature might if she be doomed to inward care or service it must lie elsewhere but hers are eyes serenely bright and on she moves with pace how light nor spares to stoop her head and taste the dewy turf with flowers bestrown and in this way she fares till at last beside the ridge of a grassy grave in quietness she lays her down gently as a weary wave sinks when the summer breeze hath died against an anchored vessel's side even so without distress doth she lie down in peace and lovingly the day is placid in its going to a lingering motion bound like the river in its flowing can there be a softer sound so the balmy minutes pass while this radiant creature lies couched upon the dewy grass pensively with downcast eyes when now again the people rear a voice of praise with awful cheer it is the last the parting song and from the temple forth they throng and quickly spread themselves abroad while each pursues his several road but some a variegated band of middle-aged and old and young and little children by the hand upon their leading mothers hung turn with obeisance gladly paid towards the spot where full in view the lovely doe of whitest hue her sabbath couch has made it was a solitary mound which two spears length of level ground did from all other graves divide and if in some respect of pride or melancholy sickly mood still shy of human neighbourhood or guilt that humbly would express a penitential loneliness look there she is my child draw near she fears not 
wherefore should we fear she means no harm but still the boy to whom the words were softly said hung back and smiled and blushed for joy a shamefaced blush of glowing red again the mother whispered low now you have seen the famous doe from ryleston she hath found her way over the hills this sabbath day her work whate'er it be is done and she will depart when we are gone thus doth she keep from year to year her sabbath morning foul or fair this whisper soft repeats what he had known from early infancy bright is the creature as in dreams the boy had seen her yea more bright but is she truly what she seems he asks with insecure delight asks of himself and doubts and still the doubt returns against his will though he and all the standers-by could tell a tragic history of facts divulged wherein appear substantial motive reason clear why thus the milk-white doe is found couchant beside that lonely mound and why she duly loves to pace the circuit of this hallowed place nor to the child's enquiring mind is such perplexity confined for spite of sober truth that sees a world of fixed remembrances which to this mystery belong if undeceived my skill can trace the characters of every face there lack not strange delusion here conjecture vague and idle fear and superstitious fancies strong which do the gentle creature wrong that bearded staff-supported sire who in his youth had often fed full cheerily on convent's bread and heard old tales by the convent fire and lately hath brought home the scars gathered in long and distant wars that old man studious to expound the spectacle hath mounted high to days of dim antiquity when lady aliza mourned her son and felt in her despair the pang of unavailing prayer her son in wharf's abysses drowned the noble boy of egramound from which affliction when god's grace at length had in her heart found place a pious structure fair to see rose up this stately priory the lady's work but now laid low to the grief of her soul that doth come and go in the beautiful form of this innocent doe which though seemingly doomed in its breast to sustain a softened remembrance of sorrow and pain is spotless and holy and gentle and bright and glides o'er the earth like an angel of light pass pass who will yon chantry door and through the chink in the fractured floor look down and see a grisly sight a vault where the bodies are buried upright there face by face and hand by hand the claphams and moleverers stand and in his place among son and sire is john de clapham that fierce esquire a valiant man and a name of dread in the ruthless wars of the white and red who dragged earl pembroke from banbury church and smote off his head on the stones of the porch look down among them if you dare oft does the white doe loiter there prying into the darksome rents nor can it be with good intent so thinks that dame of haughty air who hath a page her book to hold and wears a frontlet edged with gold well may her thoughts be harsh for she numbers among her ancestry earl pembroke slain so impiously that slender youth a scholar pale from oxford come to his native vale 
he also hath his own conceit it is thinks he the gracious fairy who loved the shepherd lord to meet in his wandering solitary wild notes she in his hearing sang a song of nature's hidden powers that whistled like the wind and rang among the rocks and holly bowers twas said that she all shapes could wear and oftentimes before him stood amid the trees of some thick wood in semblance of a lady fair and taught him signs and showed him sights in craven's dens on cumbria's heights when under cloud of fear he lay a shepherd clad in homely grey nor left him at his later day and hence when he with spear and shield rode full of years to flodden field his eye could see the hidden spring and how the current was to flow the fatal end of scotland's king and all that hopeless overthrow but not in wars did he delight this clifford wished for worthier might nor in broad pomp or courtly state him his own thoughts did elevate most happy in the shy recess of bardon's humble quietness and choice of studious friends had he of bolton's dear fraternity who standing on this old church tower in many a calm propitious hour perused with him the starry sky or in their cells with him did pry for other lore through strong desire searching the earth with chemic fire but they and their good works are fled and all is now disquieted and peace is none for living or dead ah pensive scholar think not so but look again at the radiant doe what quiet watch she seems to keep alone beside that grassy heap why mention other thoughts unmeet for vision so composed and sweet while stand the people in a ring gazing doubting questioning yea many overcome in spite of recollections clear and bright which yet do unto some impart an undisturbed repose of hearts and all the assembly own a law of orderly respect and awe but see they vanish one by one and last the doe herself is gone hark we have been full long beguiled by busy dreams and fancies wild to which with no reluctant strings thou hast attuned thy murmurings and now before this pile we stand in solitude and utter peace but hark thy murmurs may not cease thou hast breeze-like visitings for a spirit with angel wings hath touched thee and a spirit's hand a voice is with us a command to chant in strains of heavenly glory a tale of tears a mortal story end of canto first